and swap over to the podcast set. Yeah, I like having little buttons. This is fun. I just have to hit a button and things switch around. I don't have to hit more than one button. And boom, we're in the podcast. How's everybody doing today? Sure. Yeah. Doing wonderfully. Well, welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate. And... Dave! Oh, he's a ghostly Dave. Very spoopy. <laughs> spoopy Dave! Oh, that just reminded me, I got... Uh, Tar- Target had in their Halloween section Hello Panda, like a box of Hello Panda. And I'm like, who the fuck gives away Hello Panda for... Halloween. Uh, and then I also was like, oh, I like Hello Panda. <laughs> so I have a Halloween Hello Panda box of candies. Very nice. Yeah, man. Everybody loves Halloween. Because we're definitely having it this year, right? I mean, people are still going and doing trick or treating because they're fucking idiots. I'm going to throw it That up. is pretty stupid. Hold on, me. I can do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sorry. I'll do trick or treating from responsible social distancing. I'll just fire all the candy out of Nerf guns. I'm all for just throwing candy at people. But the problem is, <laughs> you got to sanitize the candy. <laughs> so dip all of your candy in hand sanitizer and then throw it at kids. I'm trick or treating at Nate's. <laughs> Buy a couple of. Lose in. About a couple of fireworks mortars and just lay the candy in that bitch. Oh my god. I can see it working. Right. Candy coming at you 500 feet per second. Let's go. That seems slow. It is rather slow for projectiles, but <laughs> at least it won't hurt anyone. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Risk. It's called risk reward. I don't know. Maybe I can maybe I can take the bullet off one of the rounds and just stuff a Jolly Ranch. Oh. Right no. <laughs> That sounds bad. Isn't that how the crow died? I don't know. No, he died because... I don't know how this happened on a movie set. Brandon Lee died. Normally in a movie set, when you have firearms, like there's companies that lease firearms to filmmakers, right? Yeah. And they're real functional firearms. They have to be for movie purposes, but they load them with blanks. And there's usually some kind of adapter, either internally or externally on the firearm, to allow it to fire those blanks, because weapons don't cycle properly with blanks in them. You don't have counter pressure from the round coming out of the barrel. The problem is, is somehow live rounds got mixed in with the blanks for the crow film. And someone loaded one of the guns that the bad guys had with those live rounds, and Brandon Lee got shot during a scene. I thought it was just shrapnel. I thought it really was just shrapnel that got... that ended up hitting well i mean it could have been but for shrapnel to kill you from a blank it has to be really freaking close to you <laughs> almost like it was fired at a gun <laughs> well it's got to be pretty close to you i mean blanks are dangerous in and of themselves but for them to be lethal like someone's got to be pressing a gun against you basically and the scene in question if anybody has seen the movie is when he's at a nightclub there's like a meeting with a bunch of bad guys and he like swoops in and like runs across flies across the table a long table like an establishing shot long table and then yeah that's the scene where he got shot and died for real i think it's i think it's daring of them to have kept that scene in the movie to begin with they did keep the scene and they also reshot it with his uh stunt double double and a lot of cg a lot of the first early use of cg yeah that's like fucking um 
the take they use in the latest uh, Mission Impossible, where he actually Tom Cruise actually f- like broke his ankle making the jump, and yeah, then yeah. And continued on to the run. Yeah, continued with the scene. Yep. That was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> he's jumping from building to to a lower building, and his foot slips. Like, it doesn't land uh, properly. And he, like, catches himself on one knee and his hands and pulls himself up, like, you know, as he's, like, rolled his ankle down the side of a building and keeps continuing with the scene. Yeah, and he broke his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to include spoilers, Chris. Okay, worry I'm just it. telling you about both of the first things you have under weeb shit. I'm like, please, no spoilers. <laughs> what, are we, what are we spoiling? Some anime, anime stuff. Anime that I just haven't been able to catch up on because I've been watching one single anime basically lately. Ugh. So hey guys, what what have you been up to? What have you been watching? What you've been playing? Taskmaster. Oh, that's right. Dave has told me about. We're not going to bring Dude, up God of High School Nate. Last time. <laughs> I brought that up last time. That's fine. Well, that last time never happened according to the internet. Mm. Uh. But we can we can very quickly say that while God of High School started off really cool, it kind of just jumped several sharks. Yeah, it was like it was like a dude with shark powers in the anime. So it was actually a dude that was that was a shark that actually jumped over a canyon filled with other sharks (laughs) while trying to spray paint Bartman. Yes. Well, let's begin. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nate, what did you watch? A lot of stuff. Dave, I don't know. I know you never pull it up, but he actually has it split up between weeb shit and not weeb shit. (laughs) That's literally what the notes say right now. Um, So, starting off with the weeb shit, um, is it wrong to try to pick up Girls in a Dungeon, also shortened to Don Machi from its Japanese title? Um, Kicked off its third season uh, three weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks ago. Which means there's three episodes out right now. I've watched all three of them, and they are very good. Oh, I mean, that um, show in general has, from the beginning, I think it was fantastic. I wasn't yes. expecting much, but... I appreciate that the third... All I'll say about the third season so far is it shakes up the world building quite a lot, in a good way. Um, it takes a more serious tone from the outset, but doesn't lose the humor that the show is known for. If you want all the humor the show is known for, go watch the beach episode that launched at the end of season two. Or um, go watch, uh, fuck, Su- what is the one? Suba, Su- fuck, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> Which one has... Are you talking about Konosuba? Yeah, Konosuba. <laughs> yes, Konosuba is hilarious in and of itself. Um... There is a beach episode launched at the end of season two. Very good episode. Sort of a mini OVA. And then there's a full-length OVA. The second one released for Don Machi called Arrow of Orion, which is also excellent. Um, Complete contained story through and through. You don't even really need to know much about Don Machi to watch any of the OVAs, the two that have come out so far. Um, But if you do, it just enhances your experience of the movie. If not, it is a great standalone movie in and of itself. Kind of like the uh, uh, My Hero Academia movies. Yes. Um, after that, Fire Force Season 2 just did Episode 16 at the end of this week. Um, it looks like the season is drawing to a close after these next few episodes because we've kind of hit the climax segment of it. All I'll say that's not very spoilerly, spoilery 
is uh, unlikely people have to become allies in this season. Um, and it shakes things up quite a bit, uh, and it leaves you wondering what's going to happen after these few fights in this episode are over. Uh, and then Chris has Food Wars up here. So what did you watch for Food Oh, Wars? yeah. So uh, if you've been, if anybody has been listening to, and actually I've seen some people I've been listening to, um, We Need to Talko, me and Kim's podcast, separate from this, where we talk about other shit, still somehow ended up on anime and video games sometimes. Um, <laughs> we She finally found a show that she really enjoys, uh, which is Food Wars. We have watched all three seasons that are currently dubbed because she doesn't watch subtitled. Um, and I had already loved the show, but like I don't, I had only seen season one. So watching through the next two seasons with her, me also, because she had never actually seen me react to anime for the first time. Um, so it was fun, and I really enjoy the fucking show. It makes me hungry every fucking episode. I'm sure it does. The um, food in the show is beautiful. They it's so good. Look, Dave. Stop memeing, Dave. <laughs> I'm gonna have to mute him. My bad. Um, but no, I uh, the it's really good. I think the the plot is it's weird that it's a shonen anime. <laughs> like watching it when you start it and you're like, oh, it's gonna be about food and it's gonna be. About, I'm like, no, no, no. This is a shonen anime centered around food war and food fights basically instead of actually punching people it's just i can cook better than you yes um kim and i are actually thinking about doing a separate thing where she's going to make the food and i'm going to eat the food but i have to eat it wearing only the apron that one of the characters in the show wears because he also only usually when you see his character all he's wearing is an apron and this is how Chris started an OnlyFans. Who needs to start an OnlyFans? That's going on Netflix. Or Netflix. That's going on YouTube. <laughs> that's going on Netflix. I got a partnership and everything. You got a sign and seal package. You thought cuties No, man. man nothing's, nothing this. is sealing or, or, or covering up this package. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Except the cooking apron. <laughs> if, I was going to say, if, if Lou was still here, he could definitely say show us right now. <laughs> Um, but no, it's a great show. I'm, I'm excited to watch. Sadly, the next season doesn't come out dubbed until next year. Uh, and because I'm going to be nice, and it's now a show we watch together, I'm going to have to wait. There are two sides to relationship television watching coins. <laughs> and this is the bad side right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, really, it is it's one of those things where, like, oh, okay, here's a show. Does your significant other like this show? No, that means you have to find time to watch that when they're not around. Or, do they like this show? Yes. Now you can only watch the show when they can watch it with you. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yes. I guess both of those things are true. <laughs> I don't feel that's an issue. Tell you, man. Oh, heaven forbid! I have to wait to watch something like. Thank you. I have to wait, Dave. I have to wait. There's so much programming on. You can find some other non-co-op shit to watch. Doctor Who, man. <laughs> Just watch Taskmaster. 
I can't watch that without her. <laughs> well, actually, I didn't even I didn't ask her if if she was okay if I watched that one by her without her. Because that's like a lot of British British stuff. I'll watch. She'll watch with me, but <laughs> she'll watch with me. But I'm also usually watching like a lot it of British man. I like British stuff. All right, let's jump to the bottom of the list here, and Dave can talk about Taskmaster. Mm, why do I have to do that? What? Because it's, it's what you've been list. watching. Yeah, it's a great show. It's like 10 years old. It's a BAFTA award-winning BBC show uh, on the David channel, which I think is funny because that's my name. Um, but it is a trivia slash challenge show. It's not trivia. I want to say trivia. It's a challenge slash game show uh, with five comedians. Uh, each episode or each season is between five and ten episodes long, and every season they switch out the five comedians participating in the show. Uh, it's a episode win, or they can win an episode, and then at the end they tally up all the points from the entire season to determine the overall winner of that season. Um, it's cool. It's interesting challenges. They're designed in, in cool ways that like involve lateral thinking and thinking outside the box. Like for example, one of the challenges was to like run three yoga balls up this giant hill and put them on the yoga mat. But nowhere in the instructions does it say specifically that you can't move the yoga mat. So three out of five or four out of five contestants took two yoga balls at one time, went all the way back down, and took a second trip to bring the third yoga ball up which obviously up this giant hill takes a lot of time. One contestant reads the rules, goes, oh, there's nothing in the rules that doesn't say you can't touch the mat. So he takes runs and makes one trip up the hill, comes back to the start where the balls are, and brings the mat back, and then places all three balls on the mat and wins that way. The cool thing about the show is you don't see them racing like head-to-head. -head. Uh, they don't know how the other contestants have done until they're they're showed it you know for the first time in like a gallery setting so they've all basically competed in these 100 150 challenges ahead of time it's all pre-recorded and then it gets edited into these montages that they get to sit down watch and react to uh while being scored so it's pretty funny it's it's one of those things that i it was such a weird concept and youtube somehow recommended it to me and the first time i watched it i probably said what is this and then uh, very quickly i got uh, quite addicted to it. it. It's just it's a fun show. It's a, it's a funny show. The jokes are funny. The the comedians are, are all pretty uh, pretty quick witted. So, hmm. and it's all on YouTube. If you have YouTube Premium, you watch it ad free every single episode uh, and no commercials. Yeah, and I, it's on their it's, official Taskmaster YouTube channel. It's so weird for it to just randomly be suggested to you too. I can't like I'm trying to figure out what the fuck you've been watching that led to that being a recommendation. Yeah, I don't know. Check my YouTube <laughs> history. Oh, why'd I do that? <laughs> just just kidding. Don't look at it's the like Hearthstone videos, Madden videos, official trailer. You know what it is? It's probably just random shit I sent you. It's like he's tried to block everything concerning Noel Fielding's luxury comedy. Let's give him something that he could watch that's kind of like that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm looking back on it, and it's like I don't see what caused it. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. What was the last thing I watched before I watched the first episode of Taskmaster? A trailer for a video game. Oh, it looks like it was a Logan Paul video. Why the fuck are you watching Logan Paul videos? 
Because he bought a $200,000 box of original Pokemon cards, and then he opened them on stream for charity. <sighs> First edition base set. And he pulled the Charizard. Is it the one that Logic bought for $25,000 or however much money he fucking spent? I have no idea. Yeah, that was the whole thing. He, like, is spending money on Pokemon cards because he, uh, he basically came out and was like, yeah, I never really could afford this as a kid, so now I'm just gonna buy the cards I fucking want. <laughs> I watched Finster, I watched PewDiePie, I watched Logan Paul, and then Taskmaster. I don't know. Hmm. That is weird. The first video I ever watched was Conceal This Pineapple on Your Person. That's a funny challenge. You'll get to that in season two. Okay. Did you not watch season one first? Nope. I actually didn't. I watched them out of order. Oh, wow. Okay. I watched, like, the season seven, and then the Champion of Champions, and then started back at one. Okay. I know I, um, I did a thing. What did I, I think, oh, yeah, uh, actually, I watched never seven, mind the Buzzcocks. Six, one. <laughs> oh wow uh never mind the buzzcocks was i i watched a clip and i went back and i'm like all right how many seasons are there cool i'm gonna watch all this shit <laughs> the other thing that i like about taskmaster is like if you're in a season with some comedians that you don't particularly know or like just you know stay for the challenges and, and for the humor and then you know five episodes ten episodes later you get five new comedians plus and that was the upside to season one i'm like all right I can deal with What's-Her-Face as annoying as she is because I like the rest of them. Even Frank, yeah. I'm like, eh, okay, whatever, Frank. He's more of just a he's-there kind of guy. Uh, have you watched anything else lately? Not, not YouTube-based, but in general. Um, I watched a documentary on Netflix called Last Breath. It was really good. What was that about? Um, it's about a deep-sea expedition... These divers, they basically spend the whole movie setting up this very dangerous uh, deep sea expedition where they say, you know, that we have to do this, this, and that. We got to mind our P's and Q's because, like, literally, if, if something goes wrong down there, someone could die. And it's Ooh, very yeah. serious. Um, it's like salvage and recovery. Um, but the location and the, the specifics make it so that, like, they have to be down there without, uh, like, a little... basically, there's like one landline one safety line but to get where they need to get to 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 be underwater Nate, they have stop to stop eating their, into the microphone they, sorry they have to leave their safety line behind so they're behind they leave the safety line they're down there they get down there and then fucking something happens that's all i'll say <laughs> Nate. It's a real thing it's a true event oh, i think it was vaping is it vape okay whatever he's doing stop doing it right into the microphone no. I didn't realize it was that close to the microphone. <laughs> it's based on real events, not based on it. I mean, it's a documentary, it's real footage. Um, it's pretty powerful stuff because you basically think you're watching somebody die. That's all I'll say. Damn. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> I mean, I can spoil it if neither of you are going to watch no, it. Uh, yeah, I will probably. I tend to watch documentaries so please don't spoil it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. it's called I'm last fine. breath it's on netflix it's really good only three it's, people die it's 20 <laughs> minutes of boring and then it gets good and then it's 20 minutes of boring yeah it's only like an hour and 20 minutes long so mm. the, the intro is a little flat mm, okay all right nate you want to go through your all your 
Oh, there. Oh, man. You watched Guns of Kimbo? I've, I've owned that for like months and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with that. <laughs> uh, Guns of Kimbo, movie starring Daniel Radcliffe. A lot of press was made about the movie before its release. I watched That's it through my Amazon Prime membership. Guns like sutured to his hands, right? Yeah, they're like actually bolted, bolted yeah. into his hands. So the premise of the movie is there's this sort of real-life battle royale called Schism, um, led by this very slimy, very scummy gangster guy um, who basically forces people into playing this sort of deathmatch game. They get targets, they're pitted against each other, and whoever kills the other target, of course, wins that round. Um, it has... What's her name? Samara something in it? Samara Weaving, I think her name is. The girl yeah, from Samara um, Weaving. Samara. Yeah. So, yeah, Samara Weaving. She is the girl who played B in the Babysitter, both Babysitter films, yeah. actually. She was also in Ready um, or Not, which is a fantastic movie. I highly recommend. So, Samara Weaving plays Nix, who is this criminally insane girl who is like the top schism, I guess you could say, player. Um,. And you've, of course, got Daniel Radcliffe, who is this unassuming guy who works at a tech company who gets, through various circumstances, basically shit-talking online during schism streams, um, gets forced to play the game himself. He has two guns bolted to his hands, each with 50 bullets in them, and as he fires each one, there's a counter on the screen that tells you how many he has left. The last round he fires is actually pretty hilarious. No spoilers. Um, Without spoiling anything, it's an entertaining movie. The action scenes are really well done and really interestingly shot. But the plot of the movie gets kind of lost right in the middle. And you just kind of stop caring. You're not invested in these characters anymore after the middle of the film. There's just no reason to really care about what they're doing after that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> either way, it's still it's still worth one watch, I would say. it's If you like act, dumb action movies... This is a dumb action movie through and through with some comedy thrown in for kicks, but uh, it's not stellar by any stretch of the imagination. Um, beyond that, some other stuff I watched. Uh, Project Power on Netflix with Jamie... Sorry, am I saying this right? Jamie Foxx, is that who's in it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe yes. he's the one in that Jamie Foxx, yes. So Jamie Foxx is in that movie. I also watched Project Power uh, two um, weeks ago. That was good. Let me see who else is in it. I forget the girl's name. Machine Gun Kelly has a cameo in the beginning. Yes, he does. Um, he Here's actually plays Levin. a role later in the movie, but sadly, well, I can't even say sadly because I don't like him as a person, dies. Rodriguez, um, <laughs> Amy Lander, Jamie Foxx, oh, Jason Gordon-Levitt in the movie, and Dominique Fishback, Fishback is yeah. in the movie. JGL is really good. And for yeah. some reason, so, Casey Neistat? Yes. Yeah, Casey Neistat has a cameo as well. Yes. So, Jamie Foxx is in the movie as a character that we just call the Major. He, his name is Art. Um, he is this sort of rogue military agent hunting down the premise, basically, of the film, which are these pills that unlock people's superpowers, um, which are all based on animals. So, for example, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's superpower is until you take the drug. Exactly. So Jason Gordon-Levitt's power is based on an armadillo, more or less, and the fact that he gets bulletproof skin. Um, that sounds boring. 
Yes, <laughs> Dominique Fishback. Um, she plays a high schooler in the film um, who has fantasies about being a rapper. This is actually the first movie that she's rapped in, and she does a really good job. Yep. There's a scene where she raps. A, it's it's a dream sequence, but there's a scene where she raps in, in, in class, and it's really good. Yes. Um, but the movie is pretty good. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers, Cinema Wins, did a Everything Great About on it. So if you want, like, a just quick synopsis of the film, you can go watch his, his video on that. Um, but the movie overall is entertaining. Probably one of the better Netflix original films out there right now. Amen. I wouldn't say it's one of the better ones. I'd say it's good. It's not better it's... than anything. It's, it's just fine on its own. I was it's also really, going to say... It's really cliche. It's one of those, you like... You can't put down... Like, the yes, main I character is like fighting the bad guy. Why is he fighting the bad guy to get his daughter back? Why do they have his daughter? Apparently, she's the key to their drug production. They don't tell you how or why, but they basically are synthesizing. More or less, you're led to believe they're synthesizing the drug from her blood. So the movie yes. is the major's story about trying to get his daughter back. It's like the reverse yeah. of one of the characters from uh, My Hero Academia. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little cliche, but it's still a good movie. The performances are what sell it. Yes. It is the performances are excellent in the film. Um, only other thing I really watched this week was the finale of The Boys season two. I also really loved when it's just to go back to Project Power when uh, there's a scene where Joseph Gordon Levitt like kind of improvs that he is uh, the boyfriend of one of the characters' mothers, and yes. it's fucking funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, he's, Honey, he he improvises that he's the he's Dominique's fishbacks mom's uh, boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. Yes. And then he starts uh, having an allergic reaction because they have a cat in the house. Oh, and he's like, "When did we get a cat?" Yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite funny. Um, but going on to uh, the boys season two, which I still haven't watched. So spoiler free. And I'm not going to spoiler. Um, but. It is as good or better than season two? Question mark. Season one. Or season well, one. This is season two. It's not as good as season one. I'll say that much. Um, but it is still worth watching just as a continuation of the story um, to see how characters change quite a lot um, through season two and understanding where season three could potentially end up. Uh I don't like that one of the characters kind of does a back and forth through the show. He's present one moment and not present the next, and it makes no sense why he isn't and then is. Um, it paints him as a kind of flip-flopper, which to me is not in character at all. But uh, other than that, still worth watching. Uh, the Boys is still a good show. I'm not saying that season two sucks and you should hate it, but it's just not as good as the first one. Um, and that's all I got. <laughs> so, Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was trying to read through something so I could try and pull some stuff out without having to skim through a whole fucking article. Um, yeah, I, I do need to finish that. Uh, I'm, I've kind of... How, overall, with this season, did you feel like you had a hard time getting through it? Not really. Yeah. Um... It's not necessarily a hard time getting through it. I just really did not enjoy the pacing of it. I did not enjoy, again, one of the characters, one of the main characters flip-flopping back and forth. And I don't enjoy that 
one of the characters, I'll just say straight out, Mother's Milk has no real agency in anything that goes on in Season 2. He's just there as a third character. Um, they don't give him any real decision-making power at all. Well, his storyline is basically surrounded about, uh, is based off him and one character. Well, one yeah. character and another one that, I don't know where that goes, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, because I, I think I got four episodes in, and I hit that point where I'm like, okay, do I want to keep watching this, or do I want to just say fuck it and like, read a synopsis, because, uh, mm -hmm. I would uh, say watch it. It's worth watching. Yeah. Alright. Well, I, what I have been watching, and actually keeping up with, is Lovecraft Country, um, which, I, it is a hard show to recommend to people, um, I have enjoyed it, but I have not been enjoying it as much as I was hoping I would. Uh, it was kind of pitched more as a little bit heavier on the horror side initially. Um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of been more of a focus on... And I mean, because it takes place in a very... It, it is a uh, period piece, basically. Um, but it relies heavily on just straight up racism for far too much um and that's not just a me thing i've talked to multiple people that feel the same way where like they were super excited about this show uh especially because it is a, a black led series um and it just kind of gets to the point it's like yeah yeah monsters and all that shit but just white people being white people so yeah uh it's had some really interesting it's taken some really fucking interesting turns in the last couple of episodes. Um, and I'm really... There's only one fucking episode, and I'm like, I don't know how the fuck this shit's gonna end. I don't know if this shit is supposed to end and there's not gonna be another season, or if it's built to have more seasons. Um, but, like, even though I'm not enjoying it as much as I wanted to, I want to keep watching it, if that makes sense. There's something drawing me into it that I'm like, I need to know. How does this shit happen? How does this shit turn out? Um... <laughs> more than anything watching it I'm like man I really want to see most of these actors and more things more often uh and I think some of them already been cast in things but whatever um but no I, I recommend it if you have HBO HBO Max whatever fucking version of the streaming site or streaming app you have cause I HBO think there's go. there's still two I think I don't remember uh, I think it's, it's Go and Max yeah they it was HBO Now, I think, was one of the original okay. ones. Um, it's okay. Like, the app-wise, I mean. App-wise, it's okay. Uh, show, I, like I said, I enjoy it. I recommend it if you are into slight horror um, and sci-fi weirdness shit. Uh, but yeah. But more importantly, motherfucking Kippo. Kippo. Kippo? Kippo. On Netflix. It's a... Uh, Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts. Uh, there are three seasons. The third season just came out. It's the final season. I had only, when this show originally came out, I had only watched like the first two or three episodes. And I was like, I like this, but I have so many other things I want to watch right now. Um, is this a continuation of the film? Is there a film? Kipo and the something, something strings? The film. 
Kubo. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm that's a completely Kubo. different movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do what now? Is there a movie based? This is based Kubo on Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, that's a song. that's a completely different. Entirely different. <laughs> um, Never mind me. Um, my bad. No. As you were. <laughs> <laughs> no, it basically the show uh, is focuses on a character Kipo, who. Kipo, Kipo, I can never fucking pronounce her name right. It's K-I-P-O. Um, but it's not Kipo. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Kipo. I've watched fucking three seasons of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like two episodes away from the series finale. Um, I imagine at some point they'll tell you her actual fucking name. They do. It's just I'm really bad at remembering how they say the I. Because um, depending on the person, sometimes they say it differently. But it all focuses around her uh, and her life in this dystopian world where she grew up in what they call a burrow, which is where the humans fled once the world kind of got crazy and all these giant versions and mutated versions of normal animals and, and bugs and shit uh, have kind of taken over the surface world. Um, it's only three episodes, or three seasons long. That's only ten episodes each. Uh, I, like I said, I started it when it released like two years ago. Oh no, Wow. That's right, 20, 2020 has taken forever. This came out in January. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago. Yeah, dude, I 100% could have sworn this was over at least over a year old. But no, yeah, it, it started this year. God damn. Fuck 2020, man. <laughs> that was my first, I think that was my first big how long has it actually been moment. Alright, somebody asked me what my birthday, or no, how old I was at work two days ago, and I said, 29, 30. 31. Sorry, no one's asked me that question in a while. I'm kind of mm-hmm. older. Um, Shit, I'm 31. <laughs> but no, it's it's a really good Nobody show. I me. I uh, I highly recommend it, especially if you're a fan. If you were a fan of like uh, the Steven Universe kind of feeling shows, or um, what's the the remake one that just came out not too long ago on Netflix? Uh, She-Ra. If you were a fan of She-Ra, 100% will fucking watch this show. Um, and like I said, it's only 30 episodes long, ha- less than half an hour episode. So. I'm to I'll think probably of... give it a look. Yeah. I circled the date, November 19th. What does it? November 19th? You don't <laughs> remember what November 19th is? I circled the it, but I didn't write day. it. Hold on. Oh, I know what it is. Do you not want to say it out loud? It's uh, Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, I did know that. I'm definitely getting Cyberpunk. I'm not. I don't know why I just circled it, though. Definitely getting Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is everything I want in a video game right now. So are you going to get it on Xbox Xbox One or Xbox Series X? I mean, I'll probably get it on Series X, but I may just pick it up for PC. Just some, some news about that. They... Developers come out and said that that the full next gen version won't be available at launch, but yeah. will be playable at launch on the new hardware on both systems. And Xbox came out and said that if you have a 4K TV, that there will be features that upscale the current version to make it like uh, in between of uh, last gen and next gen. So That's at least on nice. Xbox, it will be a premium version on the Series X but it won't be the full next-gen Game of the Year Super Turbo Edition, which will probably come out a year or two. Super Turbo Edition. Well, they are... A lot of the games launching for the One X at the end of its cycle here are going to be considered enhanced for the Series X. 
Well, yeah, that's you own a the, Series um, X or a Series S, is that they've there are options in it to change things. It's the smart um, delivery platform they're that actually, they've been pushing. Well, they're in-game options is the thing that changes them, right? Is you can, for example, some games have a variable refresh rate. So you can change the game, the rate that the game is actually refreshing your screen at. Um, some of them have variable resolution settings. Some of them have variable frame rate settings if you scale up to your console. So each of them, Xbox has left it up to the developers to decide how they want to upscale their games for the Series X. Yeah. I wasn't sure if there was any more to that. <laughs> no. Uh, I think we can move on to video games now. Who played Rogue Company? I played Rogue Company. Why did you play Rogue Company? Because uh, it's free? Well, my buddy James, yes, it's free, and he asked me to play it with him, and it's not a bad game. Um, it is a combination of Gears, Counter-Strike, and Overwatch is the best way to describe it right now. Overwatch and the fact that there are various heroes with different abilities. Um, Counter-Strike and the fact that there is a buy round before each round starts. So you buy one of two primary, you can buy one of two primary weapons for each character, you can upgrade your secondary, you can buy lethals and upgrade them, tacticals, upgrade them, and then there's different abilities for each character as well that you can upgrade. Um, the game itself, the combat flow in the game is very reminiscent of Counter-Strike and Gears. It's cover-based and based. the combat cycle is based on a lot of maintaining Peeker's advantage which means it's third person and you can switch shoulders, so there's a lot of shoulder peeking in the game that goes on. Um, Meaning you have to line yourself up in such a way that you can see them, but they can't see you? Yes. Generally what happens is if you can see them, they can see you and you can shoot each other. The, game, the combat loop is based on a lot of trades. It has a down but not out mechanic to it, so you can revive people if they are down and you get to them fast enough. I love that the shorthand for that mechanic is DNBO. <laughs> yes. Um... There, there's three game modes currently in the game. All of them are objective-based. Um, they just added a... They did a promo with Dr. Disrespect, so they added an arena map that's all Dr. Disrespect theme, and they added a skin for a character that basically turns him into Dr. Disrespect. Um, yeah. <laughs> into a, a douchebag? Pretty much. Um, As far as I'm concerned, if you are at a lack for shooters right now, if you're just looking for something free to play, like a quick pickup and put down kind of game, Rogue Company's where it's at right now. It's not going to be a game for everybody, but it's there if you enjoy that kind of thing. I've been having fun playing it, and that's all I have to say about it so far. Um, moving on to the big release this weekend, which was the Black Ops Open Beta. Um, if you have Modern Warfare installed currently, you can download it right through the main menu on Modern Warfare. Um, I have not played the beta. I have not installed it, and I probably won't from what I saw from the closed beta and the alpha stuff. This is not the Call of Duty I was hoping for. Not the next Call of Duty I was hoping for. What does that mean? Are there no boots on the ground? There are boots on the ground. It's still boots on the ground gameplay. The maps in the game can get fairly ridiculous and humongous feeling sometimes, but that's because they added this combined arms mode, which includes vehicles now. Um, 
the problem that I have with it is the way the mechanics themselves work. When Modern Warfare launched, it launched a brand new engine for Call of Duty. Hit scan was completely gone. Everything was projectile based. And the guns in Modern Warfare, even with all the updates and all the balance patches, still feel really good. Every gun has its place in the meta. You just have to find out what works best for you and which play style that gun works with really well. In Black Ops, they moved shotguns back to secondary slot, which was in the original Black Ops. Those shotguns feel weak as hell for no particular reason, like Halo shotguns. You have to basically be touching somebody to guarantee a kill with a shotgun now. Sniper rifles are completely unbalanced in the fact that they are far weaker than any sniper rifles in any Call of Duty before. I mean, I've seen people get upper chest shots, and I'm talking literally upper one-third of your chest, and they're not getting one-shot kills. So the sniper rifles just feel like they have no place at all. The SMGs dominate the meta. The assault rifles are there for people who basically can't use an SMG for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but the customization options are still all there. Everything is still very Call of Duty. It's just not, in my opinion, going to gear up to be a good Call of Duty. I'll get it when it's on sale to play through the campaign, but I'll probably never touch the multiplayer unless they make some big, big changes to it. Um, overall... I am, this is probably the most disappointed I've been in a Call of Duty in a long time, probably since back, since like Advanced and Infinite Warfare came out. Um, other than that, oh. I don't know. Spear asked if they're basically trying to make COD more Battlefield-esque. Are they trying to make COD more Battlefield-esque? But with, I feel with like crap Call balancing. Of Duty has been, <laughs> Call of Duty has been on this seesaw with that for a long time is when Advanced Warfare came out, everyone was like, oh, Call of Duty just copy and Titanfall. It's a mobile shooter. You can wall run and, you know, double jump and stuff like that. While that was true in a sense, the base mechanics were still very Call of Duty. It was about winning gunfights um, and customizing your loadout to suit your play style. With Black Ops, it's more close to that Battlefield side of the spectrum with the combined arms mode. There's still all the classic game modes in Call of Duty. You can still run around and play Team Deathmatch for hours if that's all you want to do. You never have to touch a vehicle in the game if you don't want to. Battlefield is more about putting you on that Battlefield situation. Having squad-based gameplay, having huge open maps that are destructible, and having a lot of vehicles on the map all with their different roles in that gameplay meta. Um, will I say I've ever seen anybody play Battlefield the way it was intended? No. They play it like Call of Duty. What are you talking about? Um, I've, I've definitely played it the right way. I think that, that the biggest point that that backs you up is that they're adding vehicles to the multiplayer. And it's one of those things that Call of Duty multiplayer has never had vehicles. They had them in World at War, I want to say. And then they yeah. patched them out after a month because people complain because they're really overpowered. Yes. Well, the, the vehicles in this feel a lot more balanced. They've done some vehicle experimentation with Modern Warfare in the Ground War game mode. I don't, I don't want Battlefield, or I don't want vehicles mm -hmm. in a team deathmatch game mode. That's all I don't well, want. Well, okay nobody does. If they have, if they have vehicles Unless it's some, Halo. In some giant objective-based mm -hmm. game, then I'm fine with that. But or, again, in Halo. With fucking cars and shit like that. No. Well, that's where they are right now. They're in that big objective-based game mode, combined arms. And the vehicles themselves are balanced enough that if you have a competent team, vehicles won't pose a massive threat to you. Yeah, but um, 
but them adding vehicles is still they're basically it's, like it's it's very it's, much battlefield esque in the fact bootleg, that they're vehicles. It's bootleg battlefield. <laughs> I think Call of Duty is struggling so hard to find out what kind of game it wants to be or what kind of game it needs to be to keep selling. Um they all every time a new Call of Duty comes out, they always want to try something fresh and unique and new. Yeah, fresh and it just doesn't in, always land. Fresh as in fresh. Fresh for Call of Duty, years. not yeah. fresh for everybody fresh since else. Fresh for the last three years because they have three but studios. But fresh for games. Call of Duty. Yeah. So in this case, it's going to be a question. Zombies. Of, this one's going to have zombies. You guys love zombies, right? You haven't had zombies for three years, and then everybody's like, "Nah, man, we're actually still digging the battle royale from the old game." Oh, mm. uh, this game doesn't have that. Well. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Call of Duty's philosophy is if you don't like what's in the call in the current Call of Duty, go play the last one. That's always been their philosophy. If you, if you like Battle Royale, you will have to wait two years for the next Call of Duty game to have Battle Royale. God. And I think they really have to stop that because they've got three developers working on different Call of Duties. If they had just combined their efforts to make one really good game, I think that that's what would sell the most. Cod. That would, would get the Call of Duty franchise reef refreshed and get new people into that franchise all over again i think but that, that they've got to go back to that core gameplay of it's got to be about winning gunfights because that's what people like about call of duty i think they that like black the outplays black ops games have always had the best um like pod zombies or zombie modes i should say um other games that have tried it you know just to throw it in um i don't think do it as well as call of duty does but that being said, I really enjoyed the Warzone. I really enjoyed Verdansk Warzone from from Modern Warfare. So yeah. it'll it'll be hard for me to to start new in a game that really only has multiplayer because that's just the grind. If I'm not going to be playing zombies as much as I'm playing Warzone, which I doubt I would be, I'm probably not going to buy it either. Not until yes. it's on sale. That's surprising right. for me. I think that's actually going to be the biggest draw of Black Ops right now is that zombies is making a return. They had told us that they're doing some new things with zombies. That remains to be seen. But uh, that's going to be the biggest draw for it. People who loved zombies and who played zombies a lot are probably going to be the ones to buy Black Ops. I don't think anybody right now is thrilled with the multiplayer, the way it feels, the way it looks. Nobody's really into what the multiplayer has to offer right now, unfortunately. Um, it remains to be seen again, like I said. Will the campaign be interesting? I don't know. Call of Duty. I thought Call of Duty's Modern Warfare story, the way they had pitched it, was going to blow us out of the water, and it just didn't. So I like I like that now for Modern Warfare they let you uninstall the portions of the game you're not using. So I just uninstalled the campaign yeah, that's and, actually and the spec ups. Really helpful. I only, I only have multiplayer and uh, and battle royale installed now. Save me 70, 80 gigs. Yes, it helps a lot with your install and update speeds. Yep. Um. Other than that, like I said, it, we're, we're waiting on the launch of it. It's coming out soon. We'll see what it looks like when it comes out. A lot of people are going to buy it just because it's the new Call of Duty. A lot of people are going to buy it because it has something on offer that they really like. For me right now, it's it's a no-go. All right. Dave, have you played anything else? Oh, that's right. Today was Community Day, wasn't it? Uh, I played some Pokemon Go today, and that was fun. I got a 98 Charizard. Not perfect, but one IV from perfect. Uh, I got like a couple 93 pluses. I got like two 96s. So I got some good ones. I only played for like an hour and a half. So... Yeah. Um, I would have probably got a perfect. Uh, I would have easily been able to track down a perfect uh, if I played all day, but I had some shit. So um, that was what I played today. But um, I also played some World War Z. 
Uh, I forget you've been playing World War Z as well. World War Z is so fun, dude. Like, I was not looking for a new game to play, and Damien recommended it, and then he's like, try it out. I'm like, all right, I'll try it out. And I'm like, oh, this is this is this scratches an itch. This scratches <laughs> it's it's a familiar feeling. World War Z. Yeah. It's like Left for Dead mixed with Gears of War. It's cover based, like a zombie shooter, basically something similar to that. Yes. And there are these like horde modes where zombies just keep coming. Like it's it's fun. It's definitely not the the prettiest game, but graphically it does look good for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And. It's like this, I don't know, it's it's third person, so it's, you know, the camera's pulled back over your shoulder, which if you are looking for first person or looking for, you know, something else, then this is not where you should stay. But if you are looking for something fun to play, it's on Game Pass uh, for PC and for Xbox, uh, free to install while it's on Game Pass. It's really fun. Yep. And you can play solo, which the bots really are, are not smart, but playing with multiple people, especially if you want to play Horde mode, you got to play with multiple people. The bots are not smart unless it comes to actually shooting things. Then their aim is fucking superb. So... <laughs> oh yeah, Nate got pinned in a game with a bot, and the bot came over and <laughs> the bots never miss. Dome the special. <laughs> oh wow. The bots just never miss. <laughs> um, I'll I'll agree with Dave because I've been playing it with him. World War Z is a fun, just old school shoot a lot of zombies game. And what's um, the best part about it, guys? What? It's it's part of Game Pass. <laughs> oh yes, it is part of Game Pass. Um, the replay value in the game comes from being able to use classes and level up those classes and prestige those classes, level them up further. That's where I a lot think... of the replay stuff comes from, as well as the weapon upgrades that you can buy in the game as well. I think I remember one of you mentioning in the podcast that doesn't exist uh, that Horde mode is actually the way to go to level up your character. To level, yes, yeah. So, yes, so we were is. basically we were leveling using the episodes, like mm-hmm. the story mode episodes, for the first like week, week and a half, and then I played one game of Horde mode and I leveled up nine times, and Damn. I was like, "Oh, we've been, been doing, doing this wrong." wrong. <laughs> yeah. If you want to level up, if you just want to grind out a class really fast or get a lot of in-game currency really fast, Horde mode is the way to go. Even if you Probably only get to like wave you ten, you can still you get a lot go in with like four fresh characters level one you have to have one or two people who have decent leveled up characters just to survive long enough to make it worth your while which is so it, it comes in handy go in with fresh yeah. level one like say, which is, one comes in handy like with damien they can carry yes damien who has all characters at level 30 or whatever at this point i think he does he has the time and he has even more time. Now they need more characters because he's about to have another surgery, so we won't be able to do anything. <laughs> well, they need another class is the thing. Um, the classes themselves are all unique and interesting in their own ways. A lot of them can feel samey at the outset, but once you start getting into their abilities, they do change up the way the game I just plays. like the one that makes go, makes and go boom. Yes. Well, there is a class that does that. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. Medic for a long Believe time, and me. Medic came in clutch in Horde mode, because when someone gets down, I just shoot them with a stim pistol, and they're back up. <laughs> a stim pistol. All right. I wonder who had that first. Who? What, what, what game do you think had the first stim pistol? I have no mm. idea. Stim pistol? Yeah. Or at least a gun that shot healing bullets. Borderlands I mean, 1. Yeah. Borderlands did have a... Yeah. Because the soldier class, you could spec into a medical. That's right. I completely forgot about that. (laughs) I don't think I ever saw it happen because Dave, I think you played soldier and you were like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you want a healer, then get a fucking siren. (laughs) You are damaged. Wait, Um, no, I was not the healer as a siren. (laughs) I I killed things. 
Um, so I finally, after because I had wanted to get in and play it on the beta, but I just didn't want to, you know, not because it was on Epic Games or just I, I don't know some games. I'm like, I'll just wait for the full release. I finally fucking played Hades, uh, mm-hmm. and holy shit, that game is so fucking good. Um, is it available anywhere besides the Epic Game Store? Yeah, it is now on Steam. Oh, cool. It's now, it, after it was basically the beta period, uh, the pre-release or whatever, was all on Epic Game Store, and then once it hit 1.0, they put it out on uh, other platforms. Um, it's funny, I, I googled Hades, and three pictures are reviews, and the fourth picture is Hades from Hercules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to make, put, like, GIFs in tweets when I was playing, t- talking about playing, and it's like, Nothing but that, Hades. I'm okay with that, though. Um, Ooh, it's a roguelike game. So, yeah. So, it's made by, like you said, what'd you say? It's super, not super massive. Super Giant. Super Giant. Um, who did Bastion, uh, Transistor. Transistor and Pyre. Pyre, yeah. Pyre is the only one of those that I haven't played, actually. Um, so, it's an it's a top-down isometric game, but it basically is an isometric Dead Cells. Uh which I didn't know going into it. So once I found that out, I fucking was hooked. <laughs> well, it is developed by Supergiant, who did games like Bastion and Transistor. So that isometric style is kind of their bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, I think they even that's even the same style for Pyre, I believe. Yes, it is. Um, Pyre has the exact same style. But yeah, I, I, it's very addictive. Uh, the gameplay loop is fantastic the way that everything is kind of set out so like in if in a game like dead cells you kind of knew the routes that it would random it would generate for you or whatever um to a certain extent you'd be like okay i know that normally stuff is built out a certain way whatever the way that hades does it is when you beat a room you have either one exit or sometimes you'll have multiple choice exits but the way that you make those decisions is based off of uh, little images at the doorways. So it's like, okay, if I go this way, I'll get a uh, ability boost. If I go this way, it's the shop. If I go this way, it's this other trinket that I'm going to need to level something else up later in the game. Um, and I really like that way of playing because then if you want to kind of farm certain things, you can be like, okay, if I go in here, I'll get this thing. I can take it back, do a loop, get a couple of these because um, there's like these gifts that you can give to a shit ton of different characters and as you give them these things you one get a trinket that kind of you get to start with that adjust your gameplay like one of them is this guy's tooth where when you have it if you die you come back with like 56 health um, and then there was another one that you start off with having 150 gold in your in your wallet so if you find a Shop, shop early on yeah you can buy it early and you can actually there are other little like mini shops throughout the world as well um cool. yeah it's yeah it's so fun and you start off obviously you start off where the dead cells comes in in my mind because i i don't play a lot of these games i guess um but you have multiple weapons that you can choose um to start with like you, the first one is a sword the second thing i think the first thing you unlock after that is uh bow and arrow um so you end up having to learn to play different kind of styles of gameplay depending on what What you're you're going through um i unlocked the shield 
and I'm immediately on like this shield's fucking awesome. It even does the sh- fucking Captain America bullshit where it'll bounce <laughs> off of multiple people. Uh, oh, I haven't done fists yet. I think I have the fists and I haven't unlocked them yet. Sorry, Spears in chat. Spear actually was in during the stream and uh, giving me a little bit of hints. I said no spoilers. Um, but I will say, of all of the things that I've unlocked so far, I have bow, shield, cross, or bow, shield, sword, um, and spear. The spear is my favorite. It's like a. Tr- I just checked out the trailer, the trailer portal on Steam. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, um, the spear is is one hundred percent my favorite. It has like the ability to because every every weapon has two attacks, um, but one of the attacks is you literally throw it and then you call it back to you like fucking Mjolnir. Um, <laughs> so it's like you can like throw it and like continuously back and forth, back and forth, and when you attack some for someone from behind, it actually gives a little bit more damage. Uh, especially if you build your character where that is a higher percentage of damage too. Um, so you'll be throwing it. It's like, oh, you hit me head on. I'm coming right at you. Well, okay, let me hit you from the back that caused more damage. Right, backstab. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I'll be, I'll be um, right back, stepping away for two minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's... Yeah, I'm trying to remember how much it is. I think it's a, either, it's either 15 or $20. Whatever it is, it's 100% fucking worth it. I think this game is fantastic. Uh, it takes place within um, Greek mythology. I keep wanting to say Roman. Um, yeah, Greek mythology. So you get to meet all these different characters throughout the world. All of them. You can build relationships up with certain ones of them. Ones of them. Uh, I did find out you can actually like romance a couple of them. $25? Thank you, Spear. Uh, yeah, 100% worth it. Um... Yeah, I found out about the the romance options, and I'm like, I might need to romance people, because, <laughs> like, why the fuck not? Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back and play it on stream this week. Uh, I know the week You bef- should pick Liara. Pick who? Liara. I don't know what that means. I'm making oh, a reference yes. to Mass Effect. <laughs> okay, Zagreus is the one I've seen. There, I have not met him in-game yet. Um... Oh no, sorry. Zagreus is the main character. Yeah, he is chaotic bisexual energy, as Spirit calls him. Um, <laughs> I do know that there is another a character that he meets later on, or you meet later on, uh, where people are fucking obsessed with him online. And I'm like, I mean, okay. I get it, I guess. Um, I mean, of course they are. But, spoilers, you can 100% seduce uh, Medusa? Or sorry, Miss Dusa. Miss Dusa. Um, I'm pretty sure she's just Medusa. Uh, but yeah, it's she's just a floating head. She's a floating he- snake head, or you know, mm-hmm. head with snakes on it. Um, yes. She's like your maid. Mm-hmm. She's ahead of the rest. Ah. So ah. I'm checking out the official Supergiant Games website and the Hades page, and they have some very beautiful images you can download as wallpapers on here. Oh, that's characters cool. In the game. It's uh, it is it's a great looking game too. Um, there is there is voice acting for the characters as well. Um, it's not just here's this pretty picture in words. Mm-hmm. We're, it's like we're better than Final Fantasy games. Um, now, does this game have narration in it reminiscent of Transistor or Bastion? So, it's... <laughs> he hears the narrator mm-hmm. and gives him bullshit all the time. 
No, so there's some fourth wall stuff going it's on there. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, <laughs> Spears saying the same things as me. Um, yeah, I I absolutely love it. I I can't wait to get back to play more. Um, I know we, I played a little bit of uh, Fall Guys season two instead of going back to play more of that. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. Me and you were playing. That's, I forgot about that. Uh, yep. And then the previous week. Not this isn't me going away from Hades at all. Fucking buy Hades. Go fucking play Hades. You can spend as much little little time as you want to, as much time as you want in this game. Go through, do your runs, all that shit. Hell, the night that I played it, I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed after I die. <laughs> Spears actually playing it right now. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stop and stream once I die. This is gonna be my last run, and then my run ended up lasting. Uh, up until the mini boss of the next level that I had not gotten to yet, um, it really was like I keep dying on this boss. Fuck, this is super annoying. And then I just ended up making it through on this last one, and I'm like, how am I still alive? How is this happening? Why am I? Oh, a minotaur? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do with him yet. I'll learn. I'm really um, liking the character designs that I'm seeing so far. Yeah, the internet wants to fuck all of the characters from this game. I don't know if I'll take it that far, but Ares looks pretty bomb. Also, it turns Aphrodite's out the character that I big waifu energy. Yeah, the character that I keep accidentally calling his sister is actually his ex girlfriend. I found out. Um, <laughs> I, I I ended up accidentally having some smaller things spoiled for myself. Uh, mm. But yeah, no, I like I said, fucking play this game. It's fantastic. Uh, the music fucking sold me on it too. Um, yeah, every like I can't think of anything bad about this game. This is one of those for me. Even though it technically is more than I think, right? This did come out last year on an on Epic Games Store, right? But if we're gonna count it as officially released date, mm-hmm. uh, oh no! Wow, initially came out December sixth, twenty eighteen. So yes. it's been in it, it's been in um, early access since twenty eighteen. I've well, been avoiding see. paying for it since 2018. Um, yeah. It's available on Steam, the Epic Game Store, and Nintendo eShop right now. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Play that shit on your Switch. Uh, it's where I got Dead Cells. Um, this makes me want to go back to play Transistor. I think I'm going to complete that first. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, I mean, it's another super giant game. Yeah. And I really like Transistor. I especially like the very cyberpunk look of Transistor mm. and the RPG style gameplay. See, and that, I think that's what took me away from Transistor a little bit. Yes. Well, that gameplay is also completely optional in Transistor. You never have to use it if you don't want to. That's right. I love Bastion. Pyre, I, I don't remember why I never played Pyre. Pyre is a very niche game because oh, it that's plays right. differently. Yeah, it is, I'm looking at it now. I'm like, now I remember why I didn't play it. It's more of a turn-based RPG than other games. It um, looked pretty, but I didn't like the gameplay. That's why I didn't want to buy it. Um, I did play all of Bastion back in the 360 days, and I absolutely loved Bastion. It was hmm, such a great oh yeah. game. This is basically... It, when you see a game company continue on from like their first game you're like this is this is the peak of what i want from them i loved bastion mm-hmm. but this makes everything that bastion did right even better in my opinion i don't know yeah 
I mean, it's a continuation of that formula in a sense. The difference is, is this is more roguelike than Bastion was. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat loop seems to be very similar to what Bastion was in the way that you get weapons and abilities. Um, Transistor is similar to Bastion in its action-esque portion of the gameplay, but again, you do have that semi-RPG element if you want to use that. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to agree with you. Hades is, is a buy for me here. Yeah, yeah. Across the board, them Supergiant in general are. I don't think they've missed. In general, for the games they put out, obviously Pyre not my thing, but from what I've heard, people fucking love that as well. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's always nice for all their games to be. Yeah, consistently awesome. All their games have consistently scored high with reviewers. I have not seen a game that they've released score less than a nine out of ten from a review site somewhere. It is interesting to see that Bastion's the only one that's been on Xbox. Yes, it's the only one that's been on Xbox. It was available through, I think, briefly on 360 and then jumped to Xbox One. Um, Weird. But I would say if you're looking for a place to start with Supergiant games, Bastion is definitely it. If you've never played a Supergiant game before, play Bastion. I am back. Now see, I would also, I would just say fucking play Hades. Start with Hades. Fuck it. You can, you can get Bastion whenever the fuck you want. This is a game that you'll be addicted to. Um, it also has... 80s merch out as well. Vinyl records, a poster. Oh, yeah. They're pretty good about that kind of stuff. Songs of the Supergiant Orchestra, which apparently is from all their games. It's just a $35 album. Yep. Which is already and sold out. Or one of the versions is sold out. So they've apparent, well, the Songs of Supergiant Games vinyl is on pre-order right now. It ships, it says autumn of 2020, so I guess very soon. Hmm. Um, but all their albums are exclusively on vinyl. They've released no CDs of these albums. Well, besides Hades. Yes. Um, Ooh, they do have a digital version of the Hades soundtrack. Reminds me, I need to just buy a vinyl player. <laughs> you mean a record player? A record player, yes. I have a very old one upstairs, but I don't oh, believe Oh, no, they do have anymore. everything on CD. Or most of the other ones on CD. Or digital, yeah. at least. But there's a lot of merch out for this stuff, is all I'm saying. And it's not all <laughs> um, sold out, like fucking Among Us. All the Among Us merch, they sold out so bad that they shut down the whole fucking site. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so the other game that I had been playing, because this is October, I was trying to play spooky games. I think I brought it up playing, or uh, on the, again, the stream that never happened, the podcast that never happened. Uh, I also played about two, two, three hours of Alien Isolation. Mm-hmm. And fuck, man. I I am I am a scared cat of spooky games. I'll tell you that I'm not a scared cat of spooky games, and that game is still shit your pants horrifying. And no, times. Spear, I will not play Phasmophobia. I know it looks interesting. <laughs> I have seen other people play and then had to turn all the lights back on in the basement. Um... Fuck, you know what, to be honest, I kind of want to play it. It, it. It's terrifying, and I want to play it. Do you guys want to play Phasmophobia? I'll try playing Phasmophobia. Alright, it's it's a cheap enough game, I think. Hold on, let's see. So, my friend James is playing... It's only 14 bucks? Fuck yeah, man. My buddy James has been playing the Black Ops beta today, and I'm watching one of his video clips of him just absolutely destroying dudes. He goes on a quad streak here. Um... Just going back to it real quick, the time to kill is not that much different from other Call of Duty's like I thought it was. They do have health bars in the game, which is annoying, but otherwise, I mean, the game looks Call of Duty-ish. 
That's all. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I wanted to say. Uh, but no, I uh, Alien Isolation. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was like, it was the perfect amount of spooky for me. Like, spooky. Um, and like, I, I literally stopped playing... I think that was the night me and you went to play Fall Guys Fall Guys afterwards. Uh, mm-hmm. Or no, that might have been the night that I played Among Us with people that I was randomly just found online. Um, but no, I uh, I really enjoyed the le- like I said the level of spookiness. I had logged off right after or stopped playing right after reaching the first like your first encounter with the alien. Um, mm-hmm. Which I guess with my gameplay took about two two and a half hours to get to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My gameplay took less than that, but I was playing on the hardest difficulty, and God the alien it. is so sensitive to everything on that difficulty. I mean, any noise you make from, of course, sprinting, which always attracts the alien. But I remember one time I knocked over a trash can sitting next to a table by mm-hmm. accident, and the okay. alien was right on that shit. He was like right away, like. Who the fuck are you? I'm ready to kill you. How dare you? I can't believe you would do that. I don't. You gotta stop playing stealthy games on the hardest difficulty first. Listen, <laughs> I I enjoy it. It is. If I'm not hating myself, I can't enjoy a game. I mean, I did it because there was an achievement for it. Just to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will probably go back and play it on an easier difficulty. It is not worth it for me to torture myself like this through stealth games again. I still haven't finished Dishonored 2, and I wasn't even playing that on the, on the hardest difficulty. I'm just really bad at stealth games. Oh, I thought you so... were playing that one of the hardest one, because I remember us giving you a lot of shit for that one, too. I was You were giving me shit because I was going through a non-lethal run first. Oh, that's right. Nah, man, the first time you play that game, murder everyone. Uh, yeah, it's a fun game. Enjoyable. Um so, should we move on to the newsy stuff? We got now? some newsy stuff. Uh, it's a little all over the place for some of this. Um, so, one thing that's not on here, I already have it pulled up, so I can play the actual video on the on the stream and everything. Oh, look at the little screen! I'm gonna leave it at the little screen. I think it's cute. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, Fall Guys is working on some new updates for some of the past games, including, if you can tell from the video. Um, one of the safer games, I guess, as long as you don't fall for people being assholes. But they've added a little spiral pushy dude to the uh, the fruit memory challenge game. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> that is... I already do not like that game to begin with because my short-term memory is absolute garbage. But now they've just added this and... I mean, I can understand why they added it, because you want more eliminations on that particular game type. Yeah, that is definitely a game type that you will go in and it'll be like, oh, yeah, there's there's definitely going to have ten people eliminated in this game. Usually it's only, like, one at the most. Yeah. So, it is... It, it's nuts. I mean, Fall Guys is still... It's a fun, but also enraging game at the same time. I cannot play Fall Guys for long periods of time, or I will absolutely break something that I need to have. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, see, I'm perfectly fine. Maybe and I, that's... I, I, I mean, I remember I made that tweet, right? That Fall Guys is purposely designed in a way to be cutesy and not make you mad at it. And you still get but, mad at it. 
it's still a competitive game at the end of the day, and I haven't won a single crown since playing it. Oh, you and never I guess won that's any just crowns? Because, no, and I guess that's just because you have to grind it out. It's partially luck-based, so you just have to keep playing like a Battle Royale game kind of is. Um, you know, to me, I just feel like there's something that I'm personally lacking in order to get the win in Fall Guys is all. Conviction. That's just the way my brain works. <laughs> you lack conviction. You lack conviction. Oh, no way. I just found out Fall Guys is... Or Fall Guys. You guys were talking about Fall Guys. I found out Taskmaster is coming to the U.S. They're doing U.S. version with Greg Davies and Alan Hall. Okay, the fact that Greg Davies and Alan Hall are coming over is great, uh, but it's still going to be American Americanized television, which is not ever... A good version of these kind of things. <laughs> yeah, it's not a remake though. It's like it's the original show. Wait, as in, like it's the original concept of the show, like with the, all the main people, and they're like, and it looks like they're in the same house. So. It looks the same, is what I'm saying. It's the only difference is it'll be American comedians. So. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I just went to the Tasman. This is a U.S. version starred. Reggie Watts and Alex Horn, though it lasted one season. Uh, looks like it was on CW, but maybe they didn't renew it. Wait, it's already out. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, according to this, the it came. There was yeah, in the United States. Okay, in the United States, the CW acquired series eight and nine of Taskmaster for late summer. Blah 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 blah. Eight yeah. and nine, so two seasons. Yeah. So I thought you meant they made they were making an American version. So one through seven of Taskmaster is British. Eight and nine are U.S. And then ten is back in Britain because they already have a, a series ten out that's coming out right now. Hmm. Interest. So what you're saying is skip. No, these are British people. I think they just got the streaming rights for two of the seasons. Ah, so eight and nine yeah. are exclusive. Yeah, because like I said, like... there's uh, international versions of the program have been made in Belgium, Sweden, Spain, Denmark, Norway, and Finland, and then a U.S. version starring Reggie Watts in Alex Horn. Uh, except it lasted one only one season, which I still want to watch because I love uh, Alex Horn is is fucking hilarious. Um, Hall. Alex Hall. Hall? It's Horn. Pretty sure it's Hall. According, I'm on his page right now. It says Horn. Oh. Maybe they just. Date, Greg Davies might just say it weird. I don't know. It's um, possible. The Horn well, section. Oh my god, the theme music is. I'll is just say it right now. Section. Alex Horn is a British comedian. Alex Hall is an American freestyle skier. So. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think he's funny, uh, but I also love fucking, uh, I love fucking, I fucking love Reggie Watts. <laughs> I love fucking Reggie Watts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Reggie Watts has to say about this, but okay. With consent. <laughs> um, no, yeah, all the way back to Taskmaster. Watch that. Yeah, sorry, uh, it's just my fault for seeing it while we were talking. No, about you're that. good. Um, of course, I close that out. It's all big thing saying. Fall guys, hey, you were talking about vote. Fall guys. Yeah, I think we're done on Fall guys. Fall guys, great. Go play Fall guys. Did you watch the video I had on going, or did you look at the one that it's in Discord? No, I don't know. Never mind. 
Fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, one through some news things. Here, they... Just to wrap up here. Okay. Yes, I'll, I'll go over this stuff real quick. Just So, things. Ghost of Tsushima just got updated with a co-op mode narrated by, as Chris put here in parentheses, the second Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender. Um... I have not seen much of what the co-op mode has in it. Um, it seems to just be a sort of challenge-based mode currently, where you're basically playing the same character. There seems to be a story involved with it as well, but that's all I know about it so far. Didn't read a lot about it, didn't watch a lot about it. Butts, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> I Yes. Do you? One, two, just other sort of lightning round new stuff real quick. And then we'll let Chris go over the top thing here. So, okay, um, this next one, you have it. It says Kotaku launches cosplay site just called Cosplay. It's not a separate site. It's just another yes. one of their uh, tabs. It's, it's a section of the Kotaku site yeah. called Cosplay. It is just fully dedicated to sort of top-tier cosplayers and the amazing things that they do. Uh, I, I was. I thought um, you were going to say something else, but never mind. No, it is um, the the photos that they have on there, the cosplayers that they feature on there, all really interesting, all really cool looking. If you're into cosplay, it is kind of a one stop shop for you. If you're to white. go ogle at a bunch of stuff. Um, if you're white, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, they've come on <laughs> under fire multiple times for the fact that they really. Only fo only feature white or Asian cosplayers. Yes. Well, um, that's something that is a problem in the cosplay community itself, and has been for decades now. Yeah. Is that the top tier cosplayers tend to be conventionally attractive white or Asian people? Um, black people are rarely featured. There's still a stigma over black cosplayers. I don't even want to get into that whole thing. Everyone who knows about cosplay already knows all that. Um. I'm just saying it, it looks like a decent site for now. That remains to be seen. If there are places you want to go to focus on POC cosplayers, check out my friend's Facebook page, Chocolate City Comics. Um, and there's a bunch of other, I forget the names of them now, but there are a bunch of other POC cosplay pages I follow on Facebook. Do amazing work. Everybody in that community is great. Just go check it out if you have the time to or interest in that kind of thing. Um, moving on, Twitch just relaunched a, or is launching a soundtrack feature for the Twitch streaming service, of course. It gives streamers access to DMCA-free music. So I don't have so, to find three-hour-long lo-fi streams on YouTube anymore. That is true. You don't have to find unlicensed music elsewhere. I've been using Epidemic for a while, which has license-free music on it, but that is a paid service. This is included with Twitch now. Um, it's integrated fully with your stream, so you can literally just flip over to a soundtrack tab, click on the music you want, and let it play. Um, mm -hmm. It prevents your VODs, of course, from being muted because of licensing reasons and Digital Millennium Copyright Act claims on your stream. Um, next thing up here, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1 got a new trailer with the January release date. Some cool things on the trailer include Maki who is a new character, of course, is coming back. It seems to be focused more on Maki and Asuka than anybody else. Um, there are new plug suits involved. They're white with sort of rainbow accents on them. 
I don't know if that's just a visual flair or there's going to be some reason for these new plug suits. Maybe new Ava's showing up. We don't know anything about it yet. The trailer was just some very, very nice clips of action from what is supposed to be the upcoming Evangelion film that people who are fans of it have been waiting for for years now. Um, Final Fantasy XIV released a Red Chocobo raid. Now, Where Red, Choc Chocobo, Red is Chocobo is a piece of shit. It murders everyone. It does. The raid is over 40 players. That's how much it takes to bring this thing down. It is... Red Chocobos in the Final Fantasy lore No black magic, specifically the most powerful forms of black magic, Meteor and Flare. And this thing spams those spells over and over and over again during the raid. It's a very <laughs> mechanics-heavy based raid. And in Final Fantasy XIV, if you haven't played it, when, a when an enemy does an AoE attack, you get a box that shows you where that attack is going to hit. You have to fight this thing in a circle and just an empty ring. And his AoE attack is a cross shape that takes up... You basically get to stand in the corners of the ring away from these boxes, and you have maybe a fifth of the ring to stand into. Um, it is an absolutely ridiculous raid. My friend showed me some gameplay of him doing it since he's leveled up a bunch of characters in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, it is insane. It's like a 44-48 man raid, and he's had instances where that entire raid has been wiped before. He's had instances where that raid was wiped down to a healer, a red mage healer, who managed to res the help with other healers after resing them, res the entire party back. Um, it is just absolutely nuts. It is currently sort of the ultimate challenge in Final Fantasy XIV. The last bit of news, which kind of baffles me, is the LA Comic Con is still moving forward. Uh. We still plan to launch this year in December, despite numerous warnings about COVID and having people in close proximity. As far as LA is concerned, they want to go forward with it. They have no plans to cancel or downsize at all. People, of course, are concerned about that. I have a feeling that that's going to hurt their attendee performance. And once they see the figures come back, they'll probably reconsider. Um, it remains to be seen what that's going to look like. I think it's going to be a shit show, as most, I guess, people in their sound mind do. Um, that's all the news I have, so I'll let Chris talk about his stuff with Xbox. Yeah, so the stuff I have is really just two main things uh, from a bigger uh, article interview with Phil Spencer. Um, I was, I'm going to throw the link in. Oh, you know what? I can actually throw that in chat right now if anybody wants it in chat. And by that I mean obviously Spear because he's or they're the, the most talkative. Um, but no, it really the two main things that people are really pu pulling out of this is uh, he was asked basically, is it possible to recoup the $7.5 billion invest dollar investment that they just put into Bethesda um, if they don't sell Elder Scrolls on PlayStation? And Phil Spencer very quickly is like, yeah. And then goes into a little bit more explanation. Um, he says, the deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put get, put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games we want more people to be able to play the games not fewer people to be able to go play games he says games so many times um but i'll also say in the model i'm just answering directly the question that you had <laughs> uh but it, it really just kind of breaks it down and makes it sound more like this is not happening we're not going to get Bethesda games on playstation uh oddly enough 
in the podcast that doesn't exist, um, we finally brought up the fact that Bethesda made this, or uh, Bethesda is being purchased by Microsoft. Um, and we kind of were even wondering then, is he, are, are they going to release the games on other consoles? Is this going to be, all of these are now just Xbox games and PC games, probably. Um, and that kind of has kind of been answered here a little bit more. Um, the other side of this was Xbox possibly bringing more games to consoles like uh, Nintendo, where we've already seen, obviously, Minecraft is on fucking everything and will continue to be on everything, because why the fuck not? Uh, but <laughs> both Ori games and Cuphead, and I mean Cuphead at this point is also even on PlayStation, um, those four games on Switch you can get play you can get achievements for you have to or you can log in or I think you might have to log in to your Xbox account um, but when they asked him about the prospect of more games coming to non-Xbox consoles uh, he said it doesn't feel sustainable in order to re really support it I would want a full Xbox ecosystem somewhere and that probably means like live Game Pass and stuff which I still love that he says and stuff um and the interesting part that I actually kind of looked over the first time I had read through some of this uh, is that things have slightly changed in his answer compared to an interview he did in July. Uh, back then he said the other competitive platforms aren't really that interested in having a full Xbox experience on their hardware. And just that little bit of a wording change kind of comes off like they might have talked a little bit more with certain platforms, possibly Nintendo. Um especially in this world where, hey, there have been so many rumors for, at this point, years of Nintendo working on a higher, or a, not higher quality, but a um, more powerful Switch model. Uh, and for that model to be announced, and also the possibility of the Xbox Game Pass ecosystem coming into that, that would be fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I like it. I feel for. I know Dave and I were joking about it, but I, I do feel for people that have played Bethesda games for years at this point. If that kind of going, if that possibly going away, still not one hundred percent. Just sounds very likely. Um, fuck them. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> no, um, they the, for fucking four years. All Sony fanboys have said are, oh, we have the best exclusives. Oh, we have the best exclusives. Oh, we have the best exclusives. You know what? <laughs> you might have been right. I never got to play God of War until I bought a PlayStation. I still have never played Uncharted. Never played Horizon yeah, Zero never Dawn. Play oh, All games you, well, hey, play. you can play Horizon Zero Dawn right now on your PC. Yeah, now I can. Um, I couldn't play what was that. But guess what? If you want to play Fallout, if you want to play Elder Scrolls, you got to buy an Xbox. And now they're going to whine and cry and be like, boo. Or you graphics, just stream it to your graphics, PC. The graphics are going to look better on the PlayStation uh, for our games anyway. Here's and the thing. Check, check the specs. In all honesty, Bethesda games have never run well on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I feel for the non-asshole PlayStation people. Because um, mm -hmm. there are those. They seem few and far between, but I, I'm sure they exist. Um, just I'm like, sure, and... Here's the thing. With every console generation, they're right. There's going to be a shakeup in people switching from one console to the other. It happens all the time. 
the people who are loyalist have to learn to manage their own expectations from their preferred console. If you're going to, you know, be an Xbox fanboy or a Sony fanboy, and you're going to ride that out to the end of time, then it is up to you to take the benefits and costs that come with that decision. The bottom line is that a lot of gamers are entitled and feel like they are owed things from gaming companies that they are not owed. You are not owed the right to play an exclusive video game from another console. You I made saw, your decision, so saw, now you have to live with it. I saw a thread where somebody got mad that an Xbox exclusive, quote-unquote exclusive game was coming to PC, and they canceled their pre-order. Like, so you're you can, mad because other people are getting to experience the game that you still want to play? Like, what? Yes. Yeah. And that, yeah. to me, just reeks of that entitlement. It is, this is mine. This is my thing, and no one else gets to enjoy my thing because it feeds my ego. That, to me, has been a plague in the gaming community since the dawn of just people being called gamers and it really needs to stop because we're all here just to play video games and have some fun doing it and these people who go out and try to gatekeep ruin it for a lot of other people you have people right now who are just who are like having full-blown anxiety because they don't know what console to get because they're just unsure about exclusivity right now and everyone's telling them well we got the best exclusives no we do like, who cares? Pick the console that's going to have the games on it that you want to play. Oh, man. Sorry. I'm seeing, like, things trending online right now that Microsoft may be secretly also buying Ubisoft. <laughs> hey, if they do, then maybe Ubisoft can figure out, like, what Assassin's Creed is supposed to be. Because Valhalla looks like it's going full RPG this time around. I mean, let them do whatever the fuck they want that's true let them do what they want it's a refresh also, of the franchise i'm still excited this, for Watch Dogs legion so this timing is not unintentional they waited until the new consoles are about to drop they snag up a lot of major third-party publishers make them first party or, i'll admit know. if this one's real this one's like fucking ridiculous like yeah. but i mean bethesda was ridiculous if the, i doubt i i will not believe this until i see because it's not like the news with the bethesda where i woke up and everyone that i trust in gaming news was like yo 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 <laughs> um this one's very much like kind of there's rumors there's rumbles speculation um yes so um beyond that there's I some other things that this will make playstation users angry there are some other things to go over quickly about the oh, series x and the series s um one of the biggest things for people like me who are concerned about performance right now is the Series S will not play games at 4K like the X will. Uh, the S has 512 gigs of storage, where the X comes with one terabyte standard. Um, we had talked about those expansion cards yeah. coming for the Series X. Yeah, mm. the fucking first-party expansion cards are yes. $219.99. Yeah, they but are very expensive. But it's the, yes, the reason that they are so expensive right now is that they are rumored to offer the same performance as the NVMe drive that is inside your Series X. And I was yeah. going to say, a big so thing with this is... There'll be no is... speed trade-off for exporting a game yeah. to an expansion card. Uh, I was going to say, a big thing with this, these, because I've been seeing, again, a lot of PlayStation fanboys being like, what the fuck? That's ridiculous. Why would you ever want to spend that much money on that? The hard drives that are going to be required for internal use on PlayStation, the ones that they're like highlighting, these will be the best for you, these are the ones mm -hmm. that'll work and make things speed speed all the same, are the same price. Yeah. 
I mean, they're, the they're only be difference the is and the the going price for NVMe drives is still pretty high. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is Xbox is doing something completely different. These are proprietary, hot swappable NVMe drives, something that has never been seen in the PC or console industry before. You're talking about a drive that is just as fast as the one you have internally that you can hot swap while the console is still on. You could swallow you can really just, this motherfucker. <laughs> you can just unplug one and plug a new one in without any downtime whatsoever and be ready to go with a whole new library of games if you want to, if you're willing to shell out that much money for multiple expansion cards. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to wait a year and next Christmas when they put out the two terabyte expansion card, I'll probably snag that. <laughs> well, one of the most interesting things to me is the RAM difference between the Series X and the Series S. So the S has 10 gigabytes of RAM, which is a very odd figure. Because Haven't we gone through the way... this when it came out, though? I feel like we've already covered mm -hmm. all this stuff. I don't think we covered this specifically. Mm -hmm. um, the 10 gig is an interesting figure to me because even in PC builds, like you're running an even number on dual channel. You've got 4, 8, 16, 32. Um, 10 gigs to me is a little odd, and like the oh, minimum spec... Well, the minimum rec recommended spec for most next-gen games is going to be 16, which the X does yeah, have. For PC? Yeah, for PC. I don't know. Maybe they're going to do some optimization stuff with it. Maybe it'll run at a faster clock speed. That remains to be seen. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that. Just speaking of RAM, I just stumbled upon a deal. So if you're a PC guy and you're looking to upgrade a build or start a new build, um, there's a deal on Newegg right now. It's $130 for XPG Spectrix RAM. <laughs> it's RGB RAM sticks that run at 3,200 gigahertz, which is what mine, actually, no, mine's 36 right now. But it's 32 gigs of RAM for 130 bucks. Really can't beat that deal right now. It's only available today. So if you're looking for a new build or you're looking to upgrade a build, you probably want to snag these right now. That's all I got. Okay. Um,. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, Seth produced Static Shock. Thank you. That was the next thing I was actually going to bring up. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't even have the podcast notes open. That's amazing. Oh, no. You it's not in the notes. You're psychic, <laughs> motherfucker. Dave, if you want to continue. Uh, well, yeah. They uh, they announced Static Shock was in production in, like, in August, I think. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this year is, is 10 years. Um, but no, Virgil Hawkins, Alter Ego, Static Shock. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I mean, it's one of the, the better Saturday morning cartoons. Like, it, I mean, if you go back to the stuff that was produced around the time that we were kids watching Saturday morning cartoons, it's definitely up there. It's up there with. And like, it's Batman in the same. Beyond. I was gonna say it's in the same canon universe as the Batman animated series. They actually had crossover. Yeah, yeah the Batman Beyond animated series. Like, um, it's definitely one of those things that, for at least people our age, there's a lot of nostalgia around it. Mm -hmm. um, and they said that uh, that Michael B. Jordan will be coming on as a producer. I assume that's not like an executive producer. I feel like he's going to be like the actual producer. I assume that's only because he probably wanted to be Static Shock and they told him he was too old. It's like, <laughs> no, you, you can't pull off High Schooler. Did you look at yourself in Black Panther? <laughs> uh, Michael, Michael Jordan said in a statement, uh, I'm proud to be part of building a new universe centered around black superheroes and our community deserves that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited. Um, I know when they initially announced that, I was super fucking excited. Uh, same way. I mean, that's they're bringing that back. They're making. They fucking have a, a Miss Marvel show in the works with an actual cast already. Um, 
there's so much shit coming out, and I just want oh, all of it. Now. Static Shock is uh, is Samurai Jack, right? Phil Lamar. Yeah. 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 Same guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Samurai Jack. He's also Poop Dog. <laughs> From everyone's favorite, Invader Zim. Yes. Come on. Well, Phil Lamar is a highly underrated voice actor and just actor in general. He's, he's very fantastic. Yeah. He's in, he's fucking in everything. Oh yes. man! Speaking of people that have been around forever and amazing voice actors and talents, have you guys watched any of the stuff for the the uh, reboot of Animaniacs? Nope. I have not. Oh, I highly recommend it. It looks great. Uh, it's the same cast. All of them came back to do the voices and everything. Um, I think it premieres next month. Animaniacs new premiere. Yeah, November 20th. It comes to Hulu. I don't know if it's going to be a weekly thing or if it's all of it at once kind of thing. Either way, I'm excited. Um, uh, fucking Animaniacs, man. Who doesn't love Animaniacs? They're zany to the max. And in it, it'll Pinky and Brain are returning as well. No, I'll watch it just for that alone. Wow, really? Pinky and the Brain was my favorite seg segment of Animaniacs. Really? Yes. Pinky and the Brain, 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 Brain. -na 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 -na. To me, just that short form, you know, straight man versus goofball comedy is just, it's really funny to me and I really like it. I get that. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Pinky? And then random words that kind of make sense to somebody, but definitely not to the brain. <laughs> no, trying to take over the world. <laughs> God, now I just want to go watch that. Which, I just looking at an article that had the date, um, all of the original series, 99 episodes, are all on Hulu, as well as Pinky and the Brain, Pinky Elmira and the Brain, and Tiny Toon Adventures. <laughs> yeah. So go watch all that shit. Um... Something else comes out soon. My mind's blanking. Oh, fuck. It's October. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. I jokingly said Black Widow. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a whole other thing. I don't have any news circles, but I've been reading multiple reports on this shit. So, Soul, which is the next Pixar movie, is coming to uh, for Disney a digital Plus. release um, to Disney+. Plus. Uh, but... There's been a new restructuring of how Disney is planning on handling content. They are focusing high, they are heavily focusing on streaming Video content. Video on demand streaming. Yeah, um, obviously because nobody's out going to theaters. The parks are taking a big hit, especially uh, one of them isn't even fucking open. Disney World is open, but uh, land is still closed currently. Um, but with that, there have been rumors and talks of the Marvel movies being released, or at least I guess only one of them is finished. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but at least Black, Black Widow being released digitally. Uh, and from what I've heard before this restructuring kind of thing, uh, the, the main thing that was keeping it from coming out was 5-2 gigabytes. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> what was keeping it from coming out was... Uh, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige was basically saying, no, Feige. Feige? Feige. Feige. Whatever. Feige. Uh, I think it's Feige, yeah. Um, he's the one that's like, nope, we're not doing this. Kevin Feige. 
<laughs> no. Um, beige. Uh, we know it's not beige, but I just like to say Yeah. Um, Kevin Freak, yeah, Greek yogurt. Kevin Feige. <laughs> isn't that Faye? Isn't that the Greek yogurt? No, I, I thought it was a music festival. I don't eat Greek yogurt. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically he was the one that's like, no, 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 this is going to theaters. And supposedly he has enough power <laughs> that he was the one that was putting a stop to it coming out digitally. He, he was the roadblock. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, you know, whatever. It comes out when it comes out. I am really disappointed because I can't go into movie theaters. I'm super fucking disappointed because AMC has been has come out and said that they're basically going to be completely out of money by the beginning of next year. It doesn't matter because they're going to get their studios and, and theaters all bought up by fucking pictures and picture companies, movie companies. I'm telling you. Disney is going to buy up all the theaters that close down, and then they're going to just show, like, that they're going to be, gonna be Disney exclusive the movie theaters. They're going to be extensions <laughs> of the theme parks. You're just going to have to get to have, like, superheroes and costume people all running around inside the theater. It's going to be good for parties and birthdays. <laughs> it's literally, I'm telling you, I can see it in my head. Okay. I read an article, I read an article that uh, said that theaters weren't allowed, uh, studios, production companies and studios weren't allowed to own theaters because it's the, um, it's a conflict, conflict of, of interest. interest. Thank you, conflict of interest. And uh, it was illegal. And this year, they repealed or the the laws that involved the conflict of interest either they wore out or they were repealed. So yeah, I'm seeing a a world where co- post COVID, you're gonna have like a Fox movie theater and a Disney movie theater and a you know, Lions Gate. Well, movie no, theater. honestly, the Fox and Disney can be the same movie theater now. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But Disney um, also owns Lionsgate Studios, and that's what they produce all their sub P or plus PG stuff on. So it's all going to be. If the law was Lionsgate. repealed and the movie companies want to capitalize on it, they may. Dave could be one hundred percent right. They could just go buy up movie theaters, and then make them exclusive to their studios. No, and Lion- then Lionsgate they is can roll Disney. out titles like they do on their Blu-rays. Uh, they can take stuff out of the vault, so to speak, and bring it back around in theaters. Like, how cool would it be to watch like fucking Mulan in theaters? The original, the good one, the good, the good Mulan, the good Lion Kings. And I say Kings, oh, I mean all three of the good Lion I King only, movies. I only ever watch Lion King off of VHS. If I got to watch Lion King in a movie theater, that'd be hell. That'd be quite the experience. Can you watch Lion King right now on Disney Plus? I don't know. I'm going to go see. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Log in. The other uh, bit of movie news that I heard is that movie theaters are now allowing you to rent out the entire theater for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're like, hey, we're doing so bad. We'll let you take any room for a hundred dollars. So my thing is I'm going to miss when, because I mean, at this point I'm like, it's inevitable AMCs are not going to be AMCs anymore. They're going to close down and be repurposed into whatever fucking thing entity purchases them. Um, I'm going to miss my fucking A-list. My A-list, I love my A-list. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love being able to pay a monthly fee and go see basically as many fucking movies as I wanted. Yeah, man. I love MoviePass. MoviePass was a shit. Yeah, for like I just miss six the communal months. experience of going to the movies and seeing movies with strangers who also have different thoughts on movies you're watching. Yeah, just, that's fun too. Just the reactions, man. In the theater, like when fucking Cap grabs Thor's hammer at the end of fucking Endgame. Mm-hmm. That theater exploded. It's like, holy shit. 
So you can watch the both the original and the the live action remake of The Lion King on Disney Plus right now. Hmm. So Dave, I, I want to rent out a theater for ninety nine dollars, but I don't want to watch a movie. I want to play my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, Fall Guys, Fall Guys on a movie the movie theater screen. Among Us, yeah. Every every player gets a different theater. <laughs> every player gets a different. It's a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Everybody plays in a separate theater. <laughs> oh God, that is just too much. Uh, last bit of news that I care to speak about: Ravens news. Uh, they had a player who they put on the COVID nineteen yeah. list today. Uh, he did not get put on the list because he was sick, but because he was in close proximity with okay so that one i didn't see that part come out i had seen out that it was he was on the list and it wasn't known yet if it was because he tested positive or uh, yeah it's a uh, ravens defensive tackle brandon williams his name is big baby big baby he uh he has somebody in his family uh is covid positive i don't know how they're doing but somebody contact traced basically in his family to have gotten sick and so now he's got to be in quarantine so he's going to miss at least this game hopefully not next he's a defensive tackle so he's on the uh front lines stopping the run trying to get to the quarterback he doesn't get to the quarterback that often because he's 345 pounds but mm-hmm. he's he's a big dude he's a fucking he's, he's a more of a wall than a uh <laughs> a, yeah he literally will hold two people in place like that's how big he is he's a wall <laughs> so our wall is in quarantine so we'll get to see some depth from the uh uh defensive tackles we drafted a guy his name is uh justin marabuke and uh he hasn't played at all he uh was drafted i believe last year yeah. hasn't played any like any real in-game snaps really live snaps so mm-hmm. i think he's gonna get the start this week so it'd be cool to see uh see what he what he does hmm. well in my, in my I opinion think... i really think they should just cancel the rest of the season well, they're at the point where that has been a consideration in the NFL for a while now. If enough players have to be made inactive because of COVID, if more players keep getting injured because they've had no conditioning for a preseason, they are very seriously considering at a certain point, once a, once a cap is reached, to players who have to be in some state where they are unable to play NFL football, they will just cancel the season outright. Yeah, um, at, the, at the moment they've rescheduled about a dozen games um, mm-hmm. so far this year, and there's talks of them adding an extra week at the end of the year, um, mm-hmm. so that way if more games need to be rescheduled, they'll have that that bonus week where they can play any games that might need to be made up. Yes, it is. It's kind of a cluster right now. A lot of players got hurt. A lot of players got sick. A lot of players are otherwise inactive. Some players went on injury reserve in the last two weeks. Um. It's just it's a it's a total mess. The one of the only benefits coming out of this is that the people in the depth chart right now for these teams, people on the second and third strings, are getting their moment in the spotlight to see if they can become A list players mm-hmm. in the NFL. And they're all getting paid because yeah. if the NFL if they don't players don't play games, they don't get game checks. So their game checks, like whenever you see you know, player X is making $25 million this year, they get that $25 million split across 16 individual game checks. So if they don't play, they don't get paid. So. Yeah, so it's it's a mess and a half. But again, it, it gives those players an opportunity to sort of come forward and say, you know, I've been on the bench season after season after season. Now I have an opportunity. And they've got incentive now to perform because 
they want to take over the spot from that starter that the team has always yeah. fielded. It's like, <laughs> oh, I can't make myself look good enough that maybe I can stay out here. Or flash enough that you get traded to another team and become their starter. Ooh. Yeah. So this season is also just, other this season also started with a big mix up. A lot of players who were veterans on previous teams have moved over to other teams. So the entire dynamic of the NFL has changed entirely. I mean, and, that, and, I that's, expect... and that's ignoring anything <laughs> I mean, COVID related. Adrian Peterson's a lion. Yeah, Adrian Peterson's with the Lions. You had uh, uh, fucking who was the. Fucking quarterback for the Patriots again. Why can't I remember his name? Oh, Brady. Yeah, Brady. Brady. What? Brady moved over to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay along with Gronk, who moved to Tampa Bay. Who came out of retirement um, to go into Tampa Bay, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gronk retired because he wasn't allowed to smoke weed and play football. And then this year, when they changed the collective bargaining agreement to no longer uh, drug test the players for marijuana, Gronk unretired immediately. Wow. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, I can smoke for pain management? All right, then I'm, I'm going to keep playing. Yep. So you've got pain management. Well, well, you've got a lot of shakeups in the league this this season, and it remains to be seen where things are going. Again, it's it's a very realistic, very realistic chance that the season could just outright be canceled this year, which, of course, would be tragic for football fans, but more tragic for the NFL because if they don't get ratings, if they don't get people to watch the games, they don't make any money. So the other thing that um, that it will affect is um, the contracts. Anybody who is in a contract year who's trying to get paid next year, oh, they have yeah. less, less tape. You know, if if they're having a bad year, they have eight to ten more weeks left in this season to turn it around. If they're having a great year, who knows how good they could have been? They could ask for way more money. They might, you know, get a better deal if they ball out. And it's like, oh, well, now we're going to cancel the season. So. You know, whatever's out there, whatever you put on tape, is that's what's out there. Yeah, it'll be a massive contract reshuffling and all kinds of stuff is going on. But again, we just have to wait and see what happens. For now, what you if you're playing fantasy football like we are, what you got at least for this week is pretty much what you're stuck with. It's Saturday. You're not making trades and movements at this point, so hold on to what you got and pray for the best at this point because. I moved on from Derrick Henry last week. I traded him for a wide receiver. He was on the Titans. Titans were the first team to have a really bad COVID breakout, and uh, they had a game canceled, and then a rescheduled, and then they had their bye forced as well. So they basically missed two weeks, almost two weeks in a row, I think. Well, I matched up against Lou this week, who, no no offense to Lou, he's he's a great guy, but he does not have a great team right now. (laughs) Um, My work league has been significantly more... Well, my my work league has been significantly more difficult. A lot of people got really good drafts. I did not have the best draft. I'm making up for that in trades and sitting on the waiver wire and picking up better players for my team. So I've got a fighting shot this weekend in that league. Um, I have a feeling in the work league, unless something really goes wrong on my team, unfortunately, Lou, you're you're going to get crushed. <laughs> <laughs> um. But we'll we'll see. Again, it, it's all it's all toss up right now. Any, any given Sunday. Anyway, uh, just to close thing. this out here, I want to give a special thank you because I've been tracking this over the week to the people who have already donated so far to our extra life campaign. Um, we're you sitting were at four hundred and ten dollars right now. Yeah. Um, and our goal is to make leet money thirteen thirty seven this year. Um, so you guys have gotten us. 
uh, a about a third of the way there so far. Um, so we appreciate that greatly. And if you could help us even more by sharing that link around and letting your friends know that they don't have to be into video games, they don't have to watch our 24-hour stream when it comes this out. This is for kids. We appreciate it if they do. If they because, care about the kids, donate $10. Yes. If you want to watch our stream while you donate during the stream, we're going to be doing different stuff when we reach donation milestones, as we always do. So that's an incentive for you to just tune in and watch us do goofy shit. But so far, thank you everybody who's donated. And again, just share that link around to as many people as you know. Get them involved. Get them donating all the proceeds. None of it comes to us. It goes to Ch Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. So your conscience is clear, basically. <laughs> conscience is clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then join us if you'd like. You can join us in uh, November for hours and hours and hours of gaming. Um, I, we need to talk about that off. Nine more cheeseburgers. No. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, we can talk, we're going to talk more about that off of stream, but yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this year. It's going to be a weird one, but hey, we'll figure something out. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us. As hey, always, if you like what we do, follow us on all the social media. Just search Space Time Taco. Uh, you can find me everywhere as at Time Lord Burrito. Um, Dave? You can find me most oh. places at a little teapot 89. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember if you were at 89 everywhere or not. Darth well, there are other places where I'm doing. You just cut out completely. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. Stay inside and play video games. Fucking vote. Did I lose everybody? I think I lost everybody. Did the internet just knock out? The fuck? They're both here, but neither of them talking. Oh. I think the stream failed. Hold on. Not the stream. Can you hear me? <laughs> that was weird. I think I had a had a big lag spike and my internet just disconnected for a second. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I was talking, but I couldn't hear anybody, and I'm like, I I had the me? same thing. Hello. But the only person that was recorded uh, of that happening was Discord. me. Yeah, Discord had to just drop the call completely. Um, <laughs> eh, whatever. Hi. Well, I did a frowny face for this. One. I'm Darth Dave eighty nine. <laughs> Everywhere. I'm everywhere. angry about it too. I've got Dave 89 everywhere books are sold. <laughs> uh, go inside, stay inside, play video games. Peace.